0: I would just like to encourage anyone that's listening that's just down, man, you're, you're tired, you don't know why necessarily, and losing patience and losing heart. Um, I would just like to remind you that have a minute alone. And, and, and I realize some of you, that sounds like a luxury, but I'm talking run into the bathroom and shut the door and put your hands in the air <laughs> and just ask the Lord, fill me, restore my soul. And I think think some that are listening right now, and I, I say it because I experience it myself, are just so hungry and thirsty. And I would just remind you where your help really comes from.
1: Welcome to the Christian Music Archive podcast, conversations about Christ, community, and music. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. Every once in a while, I get the opportunity to meet someone whose faith walk impacts me in ways that I wasn't expecting. My guest today is one of those people. Being from the Pacific Northwest, I tend to pay special attention to artists who come from my neck of the woods, and I started following Sherry Youngward because she was a singer from Seattle. When I had the opportunity to talk with Sherry, I was going to talk about what it was like being a Northwest girl making music. But our conversation was quickly redirected as I began to hear Sherry's heart of compassion and care. I knew Sherry had released some albums that came directly from scripture, but finding out that these records came out of times in her life when she was seeking God's comfort changed the focus of our conversation. I hope you are as deeply moved hearing Sherry Youngward's heart as I am. And we pick up Sherry's story as she described how she ended up moving to the Pacific Northwest.
0: So I became a a Christian when I was 18 years old. It was brand new to me. i Never been to church or anything, and so that was a huge change in my life. Um, um, after I'd been, you know, going to church trying to figure things out for about a year, I I actually heard about youth with a mission. That's the YWAM, right? And um, thought I gotta just try something, you know. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. I I did that. It was a really great experience for me. So that brought me up to Oregon, and then I actually met a girl uh, in YM, and we, she wrote music and we did some music together. That was really the first time I ever sang. Like, Oh really? Yeah. I never did. I really didn't sing out loud much before I was a Christian. <laughs> so, oh. um, that a lot happened with that actually, cause that's where I saw what music could do. Um, mm, yeah. and, uh, so anyway, so that got me up. That far, and then I moved up to Washington thinking I was going to save money to go back to the um, uh, musician kind of uh, section of YWAM. Okay. And that never happened, and I ended up staying 20 years. So. Oh.
1: Interesting how life changes things for us, huh?
0: Yeah, I loved it. It was a great, I, I loved it up there. It was so different from what I was used to in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a good thing for me to kind of have a new start, new friends, new place. So, but then I came back. Um, yeah, I, I grew up here in the Bay Area. So,
1: okay. Yeah, well, i You kind of alluded to it that uh, you be you became a Christian when you were eighteen, and I did a little bit of reading on you. Not not stalking you, don't worry. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but heard a little bit about your story about uh you know, and maybe you should tell it, but rather than me recount it, but about how you had a, a friend at school that just kind of spoke into your heart. Tell tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so uh, I was a senior in high school, and I really was. Um troubled in heart like my Mm. you know I had started drinking and using some drugs really young like grade school started messing around with it but then it got its hook in me and Mm -hmm. I would say well I know for sure when I was in high school I was addicted I could not go a day but I'm an introvert, and I kept so much secretive. Even though my friends partied and we all did that together, there was this other side I had that nobody really knew how bad it was. And uh, I had a friend who her, uh, her parents were fairly new believers, and she knew it was the right thing. She just didn't quite want to... Hmm. Give up life yet? Yeah. <laughs> in that yeah. way, but she knew it was right, you know, and she saw that I was um, heading into pretty bad trouble, and she kind of pushed me off on her parents. That's how I look at oh. it. To maybe they would tell me, you know, and and they did. Actually, one day I um, cut school again and went over to the house, really hoping her mom would be home. I I developed a relationship with both of her parents, but especially her mom and. Mm-hmm. To the point where I, I would actually like leave something at the house so I had a reason to go back because I was uh, so shy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, yeah.
0: And so this day, um, I went over there and and she chose this morning to talk to me about her faith in God. Like I, I knew that they were religious. I uh-huh. I respected that. I saw something different. I felt different when I went into their house, um, but I didn't really know what it was and. Mm. And I've always thought that I'm, I'm kind of glad that her mom, her name's Julie, waited to talk to me straight about God for a time because by this time I, I really trusted her. I, I loved her and mm. I knew she cared yeah. about me. Um, so I was ready to, to listen if that makes all makes sense
1: as no that t- totally does yeah. I, I I firmly believe that we as we as Christians often do ourselves a disservice by pushing God's gospel before people are ready to listen to it right and usually if if we have a relationship with somebody like you developed with Julie then when we're ready we can ask for you know what 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 makes you so different why are you the way you are and that permission often opens those doors
0: mm-hmm yeah, I shall I remember it. I still see it in my in my mind. The moment um we're sitting there in the, in the kitchen and and she started you know asking me questions and talking to me about the Lord and um you know I, I was trying to grasp. All I know was that it was like I had this empty place inside that that hole was just felt like it was actually getting bigger. You know, as she's mm, talking mm-hmm. and. And she said to me, um, you know, Sherry, one of these days you're going to get sick of how you're living your life. Um, I think I interrupted her and said, I am I hate my life. Oh, wow. I don't even want to be alive. And I never told her, but I obsessed about taking my life. Like, oh, wow. no one knew that, but I thought about it all the time. I just didn't want to do it in a way that looked like I did it. You know, I <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was yeah. on my mind a lot and so she went on to talk to me about Jesus and the moment i i will never forget was is her stretching her arms out like Jesus on the cross and her eyes immediately filling with tears and wow. yeah and what that said i just thought i don't get this. I don't understand everything about it. I just know whoever she's talking about is real to her. Like,
1: wow. Yeah.
0: Real to her. And, and so then she, you know, asked, uh, can I pray with you? And, and I said, yes. And (laughs) she came around the kitchen table and she grabbed my hands um, and just said, pray what I pray. And, and I asked her God, this, this Jesus to please come into my heart and take control of my life and to please just wash me clean I remember those those three things that I asked and and all I knew was when I opened my eyes from my first prayer somebody answered like I that empty hole I talked about that emptiness and it's it's right where he went like I didn't understand anything, but I wanted to know everything. Like, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I just knew something just happened, and I had this big old smile on my face. And so yeah. So for you, it
1: was that immediate.
0: It was very immediate. And I, you know, I know that not everybody has that experience, but I really think in God's grace, um, I didn't have any Christians around me, really. I, I didn't mm-hmm. have that. In my upbringing, i I think he knew it was going to be a struggle with doubt for me. Just do is this for real? Like, I, mm. I mean, I would think, am I going to think about God every day? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so new, but I could never doubt that moment. I I couldn't doubt that moment. So where he came and like I just something happened. Um, yeah. And so I just think in his mercy he gave me that black and white of an experience and i don't know i have this little theory like i I think (laughs) i think (laughs) that i've heard people say that have grown up in in faith and have had it around and and they're walking but they've expressed you know i never had a moment like that like right almost wishing for it and i kind of think You know, the um, interaction between Thomas and Jesus, where he said, blessed are those that haven't seen and they still believe. Yeah. Like that to me is a a different kind of expression of faith and worship to God that you haven't had that experience, but you've put your faith in what you believe is true. And Hmm. to me, that's something that's really unique. To people that have come to faith in that way, that I'll never have because I right. had to see to believe. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you know. I, I mean, that's just my little theory.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of with I'm kind of along what you were just describing because I was born into a you know a preacher's kid, missionary kid, had it all around me all my life, and I've often lamented that I don't have this huge conversion experience. That being said, God has reached me very real ways where mm-hmm. I'm at, and that's. What I love about God he he knows how to get us where we need him right. when we need him, uh-huh. so yeah, yeah, so so you had this immediate conversion experience how did you grow your faith after that?
0: Well, my Julie, the one that led me to the Lord's mm-hmm. she just said as I was going out the door, well, come here on Sunday and we'll go to church and um, Pretty much been going ever since. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it certainly hasn't been an easy road and that doubt definitely would come. Um, And uh, for me, I'm trying to decide, do I want to go down this road? I'll just do it. Um, For me, uh, the drugs and things were just taken away. I really had no desire for that. But after a little bit of time, the alcohol would just still allure me um
1: Mm, yeah and
0: i'd fight it and i just didn't i didn't understand grace um there's a lot i didn't understand but i never lost my uh, my love for god that that moment never left me and i was so grateful that that he would just come into my life when i wasn't even looking for him yeah but when i I don't know, I messed around with the alcohol, little bits here and there. And then I would stop. And I think when I was in YWAM, that was probably the longest I ever went. I think I went a whole year without any right. alcohol. Yeah. And then uh, it, kinda, it came back into my life um, thinking, well, now I'm a responsible Christian adult. I could probably handle something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. I mean, the minute i take a drink i my mind is spinning how can i have as much as possible without people mm. knowing it <laughs> you know right. now there's yeah. that edge you want to hide it so anyway that took me just down this whole other road um that i won't totally get into but it, it was hard yeah. i mean i i, fell, I was as broken and all the while never wanting to walk away from the lord i really didn't um but there was that one thing that he went after, and he got it and I ended up in a in a rehab and
1: oh, the whole wow. thing
0: um I'm saying all that because this was all in my twenties so so this is in my okay. mid mid twenties, and you know I kind of just got to this place where I realized my twenties were some of my hardest years, mm-hmm. and I have such a heart for uh, young women going through their 20s um i see the struggle um, for me it's when i had to learn to make really hard decisions for the right thing okay. <laughs> you know yeah. And, and yeah by this time like if there's a honeymoon experience like it came crashing and it, <laughs> it, it was hard <laughs> and then i think when i i really had to face my weakness um with that whole struggle Uh, you know, and it was just this daily, daily surrender and moment by moment. And, you know, it wasn't pretty, (laughs) but, but I feel like that's where my roots really started to go down. Um, was in, in the, in my twenties when I had to make those decisions and nobody was looking and I, I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted, but I was making these choices to follow Jesus, you know?
1: So through this time, did you have people surrounding you that were uh, a community or did you really feel like you were, it was you and Jesus alone?
0: There was some of both of that. Um, I did find, I mean, there was a woman that um, went to my church who had a background. She had a similar problem with alcohol and, you know, it, it tends to be that you can see it and other people, <laughs> and yeah, you, can, yeah. you can cut through the stuff that's not you know where where I could fool everybody else. She just, <laughs> <all> right, <dude. laughs> right, But she got to a point where she looked me right in the eyes and she said, "You need to make a choice, and it's mm. life or it's death, and you need to start making. It's going to get you." And inside, I oh man, that just hit me so hard. Mm. I mm-hmm. knew it was true. And, and really, it was that little thing helped me through some of the hardest moments of when I was really tempted to just, all I knew to do was make the decision for life, like make the decision for the right thing in, in that yeah. little moment. And and even then, I, I can't just say that without saying, um, I don't want to make it sound like I had this strength because I felt like the weakest person on earth. Right. Um, yeah. I learned, I'm just so grateful to God that uh, I learned, um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I read this book, this old book by Charles Stanley. <laughs> yeah. I think it's called uh, The Wonderful Spirit Filled Life. And in it, yep. he, have you heard of that? I have. Yeah. Okay. He, I just, there was this moment where he's talking about the Holy Spirit and, and basically all I can say is what I extracted um, was in those moments when you're tempted and when you're, when your flesh just feels like it's in control and there's no way I'm going to win this in those moments, just bow your heart just for a moment and just say, "I, I need you holy spirit i need you to overcome like i i need you right now and it was a million of those little moments when Mm. when i was in the middle of the temptation like and made that little bow yeah (laughs) please overcome right now please help me right now and he got me through moment after moment i swear my car was i'd be heading one way and i just Pray that little prayer and i would just turn the other way like I, wow yeah he helped me and that concept or learning that with with the holy spirit like to just those little bowing moments they, they aren't these i don't know I, I think i had learned the holy spirit was this you know this big bold loud huge overcoming mm-hmm. moments right uh, yeah well
1: the big tongues of fire experience, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's going to
0: make me go stand in San Francisco and hold up a banner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, He's going to yeah. make you do something that's so out of who you are. But for me, the power of the Holy Spirit came in these little humbling, just bowing in the middle of the fight. I mean, that's the hard part. And it's yeah. when you don't believe, you know yourself, like, I'm not going to win this. I, I can Around. tell you, I've, I've lost this. And... But it was a, a, a thousand of those, thousands yeah. of those that actually gave me a year. And then I got two years. And then when I got a couple of years behind me, a victory in this, I didn't want to go through that first few months mm. again for anything. And, yeah. and actually that whole relationship with God through his Holy Spirit in that way, It really uh, changed my life in so many ways. Because then later in my life, when I was dealing with my my family and my mom, especially when she was, you know, really sick and had dementia, and I would want to share something like I I wanted so bad to talk to her, but I don't know how to. It it was just so hard. And I learned to listen, pray that little prayer to just humble myself, Lord. If you give me the door, I know you can get me through it, and because of that, um, we, my mom and I, started praying together. I would just pray for her. We oh, called it cool. chair prayer on the way out, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And, and um, I'm just saying, I, I don't want to talk forever. I'm just it. It came into my that little learning that concept of of bowing and asking for his help in the midst of the hard thing came into my has his. Um, has helped me navigate so much in life because it's not just these big temptations. It's the boldness to share with somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm not a bold person by nature. I'm shy and an introvert and yet I'll stand on a stage. It doesn't make any sense. Right.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, no, it's interesting. I, I I think you're touching on a really important fact that a lot of us as believers think of it as this i've got the i can tap into the power of the almighty and it's going to be big and amazing but really where it comes down to the rubber meeting the road is that daily surrender saying i can't do this i need your help for the little things and that's how we grow the muscle of being able to trust him in the big things
0: Mm -hmm. That's so true yeah it's I've always kind of put it like he he strengthens new muscles of faith. Like you can be going through something and, and learning, and you, you get to where, oh man, I I trust him more than I did a year ago for sure. And then all of a sudden, life shifts, and it's like, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have any muscles I, here. I'm yeah. scared to death.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this this next question kind of foreshadows um, a little bit of your music stuff, but at what point? did the scripture come into being such a vibrant part of your life? Because that's an important part, I know, in who you are right now.
0: Yeah. um, It was always a desire in my life. I don't know who, you know, helped me desire this, but, you know, to just read something or do something every day, you know. Okay. Um, But it really wasn't until, gosh... I don't remember times and stuff, but it was later. I was actually leading worship um, somewhere in Oregon. And there was a woman that was going to be teaching who I'd never met. And as she was teaching, I'm listening to her message and the message was good. But what I was hearing was the little things she was saying in between the lines of her messages. And what, what I mean was I could tell she has something with God, her relationship with God that It was just, I'm sitting there, I came to that retreat thinking I was fine, but as I was sitting there, I felt this thirst and this hunger (laughs) that I didn't even know I had because I'm listening to somebody, it was just the things she would say, little things talking about, you know, how, you know, getting up early and having this time, which sounds so like, well, what's so... uh, enlightening about that because we all hear that, but right, yeah, <laughs> then yeah. um, I learned from her you know, I talked with her and and she was telling me the importance how, you know, when she has her time with God, she, she plans it out the night before because she travels oh. a lot teaching and she thinks okay. about, I think about where I'm going to have my time. I put my Bible and my notebook <clears throat> there. If I'm in a hotel uh-huh. room with another person. Now I'm tall and she wasn't tall. She would sometimes just go sit in the bathtub with her. <laughs> like oh, she could, wow. You know, just yeah. Wherever she could do it, she would um, finding she, her own prayer closet. Yeah, yeah. She, but she planned it out, and it, it wasn't even that. It was just the the importance um, that she that she had for that, and um, how important that was to her. And then I could just see it in her life. I could see. Mm-hmm she had something that I honestly, like I said, I didn't even know I needed more of until I was there. I I remember um, hearing uh, somebody talk about Dale Moody and he was talking about people being thirsty and how it's important to to find their thirst and, you know, bring them to the Lord. And somebody asked, well, how do you know if, if somebody's thirsty? And he said, if you walk into a crowd of people and you have a, a bucket, put <laughs> anyway, in a bucket of clear, cool water, and you know the ability to give them a drink, those thirsty people are just going to come. <laughs> and mm, yeah, um, that's how I looked at her. Like she was this, she was drinking from a well, and I didn't even know I was thirsty. So <laughs> right. Um, anyway, yeah. um, I actually made had a friendship with her, and I went after it a little because I wanted that so bad. And she taught me a lot about that daily time. I actually read through a one-year Bible, which I, I'll i be honest with you, it surprises me that I do, because if you knew me, that just doesn't seem like I would have the attention span. But I've kind of <laughs> learned how to make it work for me.
1: It's something I've tried to do a couple of times, and I, I've never made it through a full year. Yeah, so I that's... know.
0: Some people, I think... They actually get shivers when they hear it because if they've tried and failed so many times. Because it could just be- <laughs> then it just becomes this big guilt thing, you know. But yeah, how I've been doing it now is I actually uh, there's an app. Oh, what's it called Daily Audio Bible, where Brian Harden is his name. He he reads it every single day. Oh, like new every day. He reads it. So I listen to it, and then what I do, I kind of figure out where I want to go hang out. I listen to it, and then I think, ooh. I'm I'm gonna go sit with that portion of the New Testament, and that's gonna be right. my thing today. That's kind of what I do. Ah, um, yeah. So whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I will say though. I guess um, I learned the importance of a plan. That's what I should say. I, I gotcha. It really helps to know where you're gonna go in the morning. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah,
1: because for me, in the morning is where I'm kind of formulating my day and trying to figure out what I'm gonna do and making a plan of attack. So I, I can't plan necessarily to do my devotions then because I'm already planning for the rest of the day. So that I like the idea of intentionally before you go to bed, having a plan of what you're going to do. That's, that's a cool thought.
0: Yeah, it's, it's helpful. I've actually, um, it changed my life so much having that integrated into my life. And then, and then I, I still was so hungry for more. <laughs> like I, I thought, well, some of these mornings, I just, I'm yawning. I'm not a morning person. i Reading the same thing over and over, and um, I, I just had this hunger, like how can I get more out of my time, and that brought in me this another a search, you know, for help, uh-huh. and, and I learned some, um, just some really simple tools that help me in my in my reading. Um, I actually have taught, I just call it Bible study help. I I teach a little class. I'm hoping to do more online. I've done it a couple of oh, times yeah. now since um, all this is going on.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pandemic. And I really love it because it's um, man, it, it changed how I read. Like it just helped me and it's super simple. It has to be simple to work with me. So
1: <laughs> simple is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think I, that's something I just do when I, if something works for me because I feel like I can be such a spacehead. My mind can be all over. <laughs> and I think if this works for me, it'll work for you. <laughs> yeah. Promise. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, so that kind of alludes to it. And you've done what? You've done a dozen albums or more. Um, mm-hmm. But you have a couple of albums that are just your music to scripture straight out of the Bible.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that goes back to, I mean, what inspired that? Because it was in my mind to do that, you know, to make a full album that's just scripture songs, but not necessarily, um, you know, sometimes scripture songs are kind of for kids and they're yeah. like little, and there's fine. I mean, I have- Little
1: sing-songy and- yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I have tons of those that have helped me memorize things. So I, I I'm all for it, but I kind of wanted something that sounded a little more- I don't know. Musical just like music, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. So, the inspiration for that came when I was a very new Christian and I remember um someone or I learned Psalm 1 uh I think it was the whole psalm put to music. Okay. And I remember, you know, I was in my mind by myself after, you know, hearing it enough, and I thought, gosh, I I almost have that whole psalm memorized like I'm right. going to just open my Bible. I'm going to memorize that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, I did it. And, I, and you know, in my faith being so new, like, um, in some of those first years, I struggled with these kind of nightmarish things. They were just awful. They were really hard and kind of dark. and And I didn't know anything. Nobody told me this, but I just knew there was power in Scripture. And I would just recite psalm one over and over mm. and over and over in my mind and it's not one of those hey we're gonna fight you know that kind of thing psalm right <laughs>
1: it's like yeah it's, it's
0: like he'll be it's talking like about being tree. rooted in the yeah.
1: rooted in the, the rivers of life and like exactly. the tree planted. By, yeah
0: but there was just something i innately i guess with my spirit that knew um there's power in that and it got yes. me through those times so that was always in my mind like how awesome would it be if I can make a whole album. So if anybody got any part of the song stuck in their mind, uh, they just memorize scripture. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of my, my first, um, that was my inspiration. So I finally went after it and did my first album of all scripture. And then the second one, um, I went into the studio right after, like literally weeks after I had lost my dad. and Oh, um, so that's why the whole second one is Psalms, because okay. those were those Psalms were like hands I held in that time. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I've often thought it would be good. I, I'm I'm a big passionate fan of music and. I can tell you Best Western's phone number because I remember their jingle, right? <laughs> and, and and the music uh, is something with our soul, with our mind that makes things stick more. And so I've often thought it would be cool if we could get somebody to sit down and write the entire Bible in song and how cool that would be. Uh, but then I start reading Chronicles and... and Yeah, you know, Leviticus. And... <laughs> yeah. H- how do you put that to music? <laughs> yeah. So you kind of answered this. My second question about this, about the second album being songs that you kind of sat with your dad with, but how did you choose which scriptures to pick for uh, volume one of scripture songs?
0: Well, um, because it was, the project was in my head, like, you know, whenever I'm writing, when I'm writing an album, um, there's a part of my mind that's consecrated for the task. (laughs) Okay. Like I, I don't listen to much else because I'm usually have a melody in my head that I'm thinking about lyrics and I really put my mind on that task. And so then when it goes into the scripture songs, you know, in my daily reading, I'd, I'd have that in my mind. And so if okay. there was something that just seemed, oh, my gosh, that's just beautiful. Like, I I want to try that. Or, you know, then I would find, let's say I'm in the Psalms, um, then I would look through different versions and just hope maybe there was a rhyme. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'd like yeah. to be more spiritual, but as far as f- picking the version that I used, yeah. it's like, what? You know what might throw me a bone as far as making it a little better right. because it's really a task to to take words that don't have meter and rhyme yeah. and try yeah. to sing it as if they do. Right? <laughs> yeah. Know? It's like it's it's it was quite a task, but it's a it's a great songwriting experiment if anybody's out there wanting to learn because you naturally feel where the breaks should go and and you just have mm-hmm. to make it work. So really, it happened. It happened in real time. Like those would usually be something I was reading. I, like I remember I was at somebody's house when I was traveling. It was like one in the morning. I look up on the wall. I just came back from playing somewhere, and and she had uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by uh-huh. prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. You know, I, I'm reading that, and all of a sudden it's it's coming in as a song. <laughs> so ah, yeah. I it would be that random. Um, And then I I think the one that uh, on Scripture Songs, Volume 1, 1 Corinthians 13, that love chapter.
1: Love never fails. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that was one um, I really wanted to tackle because I just saw, I I think I, I went there over my whole Christian walk when when I wasn't feeling very loving or wasn't right clear, like I would go and read that <laughs> that's kind of where I'd go to all right send me straight I need some help here I thought that's one I really would like to tackle um because I just saw the potential for fruit for people that how mm-hmm. nice like I said you could be out for a walk and maybe you just have a little part of that memorized and it can speak to you you know so yeah so, well and
1: yeah. what the world needs now is love right yeah. somebody else sings that but mm-hmm. but i especially in this day and age with all the conflict and everything that's going on i my big thing is we just need to love each other and how do we do that mm-hmm. and the scripture has the answer mm-hmm. and uh that's one of the that's one of the songs on that album that i listen to over and over again is love it never fails mm. and that's um, just that's just a good one for me mm,
0: it's good for me so, to hear him um you know i'm working on these recordings right now and I kind of forgot that I wanted to use that song in one of them, so you might have just oh. helped me with that. Thanks.
1: <laughs> no, no credit necessary. That's the Lord. Uh, well, t- you, you that's a good segue into you've got a very interesting project that you're working on now with a very clever title, uh, and I'll let you tell about it.
0: Oh, thanks. Um, so I had this idea, actually, I was talking with a friend um, we came up with this name uh comfort 19 <laughs> and uh-huh um i'm a play person- a play on, a, a yeah. play on
1: the covid 19 yeah first, i guess you know yeah. re-
0: redeeming the number 19 but uh <laughs> I, I just i get a lot out of listening i'm a listener i like to listen to podcasts i like um i just like audio and there's been times in this where you know i'll be honest i'm a person with uh, god gave me a few extra feelings like mm. <laughs> i i thought it was a curse at sometimes growing up um, to feel so much and then as i became a christian i realized okay i was created like that was a new concept for me and yeah. the reason for these things you know i'm saying all that to say um through this time like so Many people have hard times. And for me, I've noticed it kind of just comes in waves. Um, yes. Uh, you can be fine one day, and the next day, you're just spun out. You don't know why. I've talked to people, and they're just super tired. And I think it's kind of like, you know, when you have all the plugs plugged in your outlets, and even though things aren't going, it's still taking energy. I, I kind of think that's happening to us all day long. <laughs> it's, there's this,
1: That's a good analogy, yeah. There's
0: little thing is being pulled out of us of what is going on and what's tomorrow and is it gonna get worse and ah, you know (laughs) so yeah well back to the project I just um I really wanted to do something it's kind of like what I wished for like I wanted something I could turn on and just just have a little way for my thoughts to be lifted to what is true and all of this and So I endeavored the comfort 19, which is 19 recordings, uh, where I, I talk about, um, maybe three, four minutes. I just share a little encouragement or something that relates to the song and then play the song at the end. And sometimes I use the recorded version of the song. Sometimes I've had a guitar in my lap and played it right there. Um, it's just something I'm, I'm wanting to do from home that, um, I used to do in my travels and, uh, yeah, so I, I guess the bottom line is it's my way of of reaching out in this time, but also I'm hoping it's just a a way of providing a, a minute or two of rest for somebody's mind, a little comfort um, yeah. that they can pull it. So I'm about halfway through um, making the recordings. Um,
1: yeah, I think we just got uh, seven through nine, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. release
0: those, and um, I haven't pre-recorded these. I do them in between and. I have a lot of work ahead of me. <laughs> but I, <like>
1: well, it. <laughs> I was thinking, if you're releasing three a week, I mean, I know the a little bit of the work that goes into you know production and and setting aside time to get things set up, and you've got a lot of work, and I know you're doing other things too, so this is quite an undertaking.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, the rubbers meet in the road. I'll just say that, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Um, what we haven't talked yet a little bit about is uh, what you're kind of doing. Not immediately now, but you're you're doing a lot of worship leadership. Uh, you're doing that around uh, multiple churches and stuff. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I have been. I mean, obviously, right now I'm not, not right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although I have made my share of videos. Um, uh uh-huh. I have some more to make. Uh, and so yeah, I've led worship for retreats, and I think uh, probably. A little bit more than just um, leading worship, corporate type worship is uh, doing more of a I don't know like a concert setting where I share, well, you know, so I can uh, share original songs and kind of right. talk about the stories in between. Which it's kind of what the Comfort nineteen is. It's sort of what I do, you know. I, I yeah. love like talking about them and then playing the song because I love hearing that kind of stuff. When I love it when you know the story behind a song. Any song, I'm, there's always inspiration by yeah. somebody writing a even you know worship song um, that to me just deepens it. So, so I'm I'm trying to figure. Um, I'm still. Working on doing more from home, and how can I do more of that? You know, um,
1: this kind of goes into that uh, online Bible work study workshop you maybe were talking about.
0: Right. Yeah. I'd like to, I am going to offer more of those, but like I said, these little recordings have kind of taken up my, my mental <laughs> space and my time. So, um, so when I get those done, I'll probably start offering those again. Um, yeah. And I've also just recently thought, you know, um, of just offering. Maybe some of my email list um, to do. Whether it's like a Zoom thing, just come in, play Mm. a few songs, bring some encouragement, and you know, just do it. Not make it a big, huge thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, That has been a little spark that I think might be from um, the Lord Himself. So I'll have to uh, pursue that a little more.
1: Well, a little bit earlier, you talked about um, how you feel like you have been given some extra emotion, I think that's the way you said it, or additional emotions that maybe some of us don't uh, grasp or use. Can you flesh that out a little bit more, talk a little bit more about that?
0: Well, like I said, it was something I knew about myself even when I was young. I just noticed, um, well, put it this way, I could be in a stadium and I could find the one person crying on the other side <laughs> huh, know, I, yeah. I, I noticed it I, I notice pain and I notice uh-huh. um, not just noticing it but it pulls me you mm. know I want to move into that um, you know I, I did uh, I did a recording actually before the comfort 19 series just called words and song for shelter I know th- I think you guys prayed for that on your yep. Instagram account um, okay I gotta just take a little side trip and just say that blessed me so much when I went to your Instagram and I, I, Hey, that's my face right there. And then <laughs> I go and I read it and see that you um, had been asking for prayer for that project. And I don't know, there's something so such a blessing to know that that was happening. I had no idea and I just, I wanted to make sure I thanked you for that. So I'm, I'm not going to yeah. let it go by. So thank you for that. And thank you for, I I can see the work that you've gone to Your your Instagram is, it looks really nice. I know how much work that takes and the detail that you went to and uh, I just appreciate it. Um, So thank you. And I, yeah, I know that that's a blessing to people and um, I'm just, I'm a recipient of the blessing of you taking an idea all the way out to make it happen. So Mm. thank you for that.
1: Well, oh, thank you for that word. That's encouraging myself. So, thank you.
0: Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I said that. So maybe that—that was, that was my little chance. Um,
1: well, I'll—I'll I'll put, I'll put a plug in, it, listeners. If you want to be part of this prayer team um, to pray for things like Sherry's albums or other artists, uh, sign up now. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, that's good. Um, all right, where were we? We were talking about.
1: We were talking about your your sense of compassion for oh, people yeah. that are hurting, and yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I knew as a kid that like I felt this way, and I mean to the point of I thought I how can I ever have kids? Like how could I ever bring them up into life? It just hurts, you know. Like, mm, yeah, my little brain was just taxed. Um, but. The day after I asked Christ into my heart, when I prayed that prayer in my friend's mom's kitchen, I still remember, you know, opening my eyes, looking out my window and just thinking, I'm created. Uh. Like, there really is purpose because i told you i didn't respect my life i didn't even want to live it was just too i didn't see what's the purpose in my life like why should i care you know and then that moment after jesus was in my heart and realizing oh i'm created this way and then it's sort of like so what do i do with that i want to know who I was made to be. Um, And as I said, like I never did music or anything before. It was, it came all after. (laughs) So, you know, when I, um, let me get back to the compassion thing. (laughs) Um, So then I could start seeing, uh, I I realized that these feelings, um, I can use that for God's glory. But I also think that whatever kind of whatever, it's actually a gift, like the gift of compassion, the gift of mercy. I didn't think it was a gift. Like it, it, it hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then I saw, Oh, I, I can sit with somebody in pretty awful pain. I can navigate in this and it's not too much for me. And I know it's too much for other people. And, and yet, Mm they can navigate in places that i can't. i'm terrible at, you know. and so i think i um knowing that that i was different and that we're all different yeah helped me to kind of um, accept people's differences. I was, i'm grateful for people that are different than me. Yeah. i'm grateful yeah. for people that are organized. let me tell you, <laughs> i am so grateful. <laughs> um I wouldn't get. I would never be booked anywhere if there wasn't somebody out there with a skill that I don't have.
1: That's why you have a Sue in your life. Yeah, that's why I have Sue <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, exactly. So even with the the mercy thing, uh, with my music, I know I knew all along that not everybody's going to click with this style. They're not going to resonate with you know my. Music, I I get that because I don't resonate with everything either. Sure, but my hope was that I could be the kind of music that could sort of sit with somebody through a hard time. Like, for instance, when my my both my parents have now passed away. Um, okay, it was well, of course it's rough. Um, and there was yeah. this moment actually when I still lived in Seattle, I came down. My mom was in the ICU. It just happened really fast and borrowed my dad's truck. I was down at the hospital really late. And then I was sitting in my my dad's truck at the hospital parking lot. And my heart was just shredded. It was just super hard. You just want to be right there with them. You want to, you know, and yeah. And I needed something. And in that moment, um, I couldn't listen was just a lot of music I couldn't put on yet and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's bad at all I'm just saying it's music I like and I could maybe listen to months later but at that moment I just wanted something that could enter that realm with me (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and I, I think my music actually has taken a little turn well I don't know it's probably always been like that but I I get great joy when somebody tells me you know, I went through this, and all I could listen to was this song or that or yeah. this album and um that's a secret little answered prayer for me, you know, when I yeah. hear that kind of thing um because i I want that compassion to to go through and help somebody through a hard time and um i I think I started to say before I interrupted my my very own self, which i <laughs> <laughs> really good at with the words and songs for shelter that I um, did before Comfort 19. I did a whole little uh, lesson or um, talk about Jesus moving with compassion. Uh-huh. And in that, you know I realized that he he moved with compassion. He literally moved. like he went towards the trouble. Mm-hmm. you know and sometimes yeah. you want to walk on the other side of the street but Jesus walked towards the trouble you know and yeah. you know I think in there I, I the picture that comes to my mind is um I, I pulled up at a red light and a woman pulled up next to me in her car and I look over and she's just crying and oh. this wasn't a tear from a song this was she was crying and everything in me like i just got goosebumps uh, everything <laughs> in me my body just like i move i wanted to go help you know and then yeah. her light turned green but mine didn't and she drove on and and just, it was like a whisper in the back of my mind that's that's that moving with compassion that's when yeah. something strikes you and you actually physically move <laughs> you mm, know yeah um and i i think that's probably my motivation behind almost everything i do is to move when i see something like i said like right now i just there's been times i've longed for just i, I just need a break for my brain i need something that'll lift my mind and so yeah you know I, I try to make something that might fill that for somebody else Um, the scripture songs you know like i a lot of the work is done for me in scripture songs because I believe that there's a power in scripture that is straight Amen. from God. <laughs> that, yes. Yes. That um, it, that's its own work. That you know, I throw it out there and just pray for it to do its thing. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it's usually my motivation is is definitely is that moving and figuring out what to do next. You know, does yeah. that make sense?
1: I think I think that's a really good encouragement to all of us that as we have a sense about somebody, whether it's, you know, the Lord brings somebody to your mind during the day or you see somebody hurting that that the the fact that we should move toward that, that we should be the hands and feet of Jesus as somebody has said, you know, to if if, if you're thinking about somebody, chances are God's got them on your mind for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for me to say, yeah, I, that's a good friend of mine. I appreciate them. But to realize, well, maybe this is my opportunity to say, send them a text or shoot them a quick phone call mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or heck, go grab them and say, hey, I need a cup of coffee with you or whatever. Right. But I think that, that that's such good advice to say, how can I reach toward people who are hurting? And it may not be an acknowledged that you know that they're hurting, but just that That gentle touch in the back of your mind. Right, yeah. I appreciate that.
0: I I think in these times, um, you know, I've heard people express that they're losing their sense of purpose a little bit in this time of Hmm. sheltering in place. And I know it's different everywhere. Um, Right. We're still pretty locked down here in California. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we are too. Depends how much people listen or whatever but it's still definitely diff- very different and um, uh and so i was saying that i have seen and heard people kind of losing their sense of purpose and i think it's can be so much simpler than we think
1: mm-hmm. you yes you
0: don't have to you know you've got five kids your house is a mess you're you, you know you're feeling like, <laughs> and i do well it's those little, those little bowing moments, Holy Spirit, uh, who can I, who would you put on my heart? You know, I, I recently talked with a friend of mine who she's, she teaches a lot of retreats and stuff, and she's also a counselor and, and she was talking about the scripture in Hebrews, the one that says, don't forsake the assembling, And um, saying how right. everybody's pulling that out. But she said, but it also says that we gather to, I'm sorry, I, I don't have it in front of me, but to, um. To stir each other to love and good works. I mean, right. that's right. Why we gather? <laughs> it's, it's yes. not, you know, sometimes you just if if you can even go to church now. I'm fortunate and blessed that we can. We're meeting outside. I I, I think just getting to church is okay. I did it. I, you know, I put on a little makeup actually, and I got <laughs> outside and I. It, but then the reason that we gather is to stir one another up into love and to good works and. She was telling me she's encouraging her people or the women that she ministers to, you know, just say a little prayer before you gather or even before you go into your day. Just, you know, who, Lord, who would you have me pray for?
1: Yes. To yes.
0: just And then do it. Text that person, call that person, and then check on them. Yeah. on them if it's a Sunday to Sunday thing, check on them the next Sunday and say, "Hey, I've been praying for you about that thing. Are you doing all right? Um yeah, that sounds so simple, but that is stirring up people to love and good works because we are missing that that connection, but I kind of think shelter and place or not, we're missing some of that connection. Yeah, yeah um, that's just a simple, simple way. But I'm really into practical things that I can really implement into my life because sure, I am yeah. I'm in my, I live in my head. I, I can just, I'm a dreamer. I'm all over in my head. But I need something, okay, practical. <laughs> That's a practical thing yes. we can all do. Um, and I know that you know this and everybody listening knows this. It's like when we have those little moments where the Lord uses us, where you realize, and you hear somebody say, oh, thanks, man, I needed that. And yeah, um, that, to me, is what makes life worth living. It's, that, to me, is a life that's a, alive in the Holy Spirit. Because personally, for me, regular day-to-day life bores me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. But it's those little moments in the mundane that make you realize, oh, I'm living in the kingdom of God. And one day, I'm gonna, one day, we're going to go to our true home. I, I don't yes. know what's with me. I still try to make it work down here, but it all comes up lacking a little bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and you said something that's it been real heavy on my mind lately is, you know, that whole scripture of, uh, you know, we're supposed to meet together and we're built by God, to be in community. And and we, a lot of us are taking that scripture to say, well, churches can't, I mean, the government can't shut churches down. We have to meet as churches. But I'm convinced that the Bible says where two or three are gathered, I'm in the midst. Mm-hmm. And so we can't meet as our congregations of 50 or 100 or thousands. We can meet with our friends, like you said, text them.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Call them touch base with them. And I, I just think that is such an important part about living in a community of God is being there for each other and loving on each other when we can't do the normal stuff. Right. There were air quotes there. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. So, I, yeah. I, Somebody said right when this was all just starting and there's this scramble to, um, and I get it, I I did my own scrambling um, to to do church. How are we going to do church? Like how do we put it online? And um, I'm going to make one other quick side note. If I am sure any of you that has a pastor or a leader that's pouring in your life, they need encouragement right now. And if you want to uh, stir somebody up, that's been trying to stir you up and they tell you, this is such a hard time on our pastors and leaders. Um, So side note, take some time write them a card send him a text encourage them. <laughs>
1: excellent <laughs> excellent it. word yes um
0: anyway this person said you know we're first scrambling to do church figure out how to do it online but now we're le- learning how to be the church and it's powerful i'm i'm trying to figure that out too because it's sort of this this shift it makes you okay there's the the assembling but the assembling's not just it it's the the stirring up others to love and good works it's building yeah. one another up it's it's helping we we need to help each other in our faith you know but and i'm i'm so i'm guilty of this so i'm not trying to point the finger i'm saying these are things i'm i'm learning and want to have learned more about yeah. in this time yeah how can i take this time and still reach out and like you said in the, it's in the small things it's in okay one of my best friends she's going through some really tough things in her family like am I am I not just commiserating am I praying for her am I being the church to her am I yeah. you know can I look for a way to build up the body of christ you know and look yeah. at her in that way so i think it's um causing me for sure and hopefully all of us to rework ourselves a little bit <laughs> like yeah what can i do and it, it's just and like we said it's this those small little first of all asking to to be able to hear and listen to that little nudge and then doing something and then following up like it's so Mm -hmm. simple but that is so powerful uh i think i mean if if we're active actively following the holy spirit that's the only way we're going to look different than the world because right i i hate saying this but there is a part of the church, and I'll, I'll do the air quotes thing, yeah. that isn't looking that different from anybody else right now, I'll just say, yeah. Um, yeah. and that ought not be, <laughs> and I think really it's it's the fruit of the Spirit that makes us look different, love and joy and peace and patience. I mean, yeah. how are we doing on those things as individuals? And, and the answer to it, our need of that is just, help me, Lord, fill me, like, teach me to follow you you know it's looking to him for our nourishment and our strength in this time and I'm just hoping I'll get better at it in this time when I don't know if anything's going to go back to normal but as, as the next <laughs> <Right>. foot drops <laughs> yeah 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 I'm hoping yeah so
1: yeah well you know I had somebody tell me because uh, I'm a list follower and um I I feel like I've I've, I've just learned about myself, or am, or am learning about myself, that I'm an encourager. But I, my way of encouraging people is I actually have a checklist. Have I called this person? Have I called this person? And it, to me, it starts to feel a little bit robotic. And But they, they were very quick to point out to me, you are following the nudge of the Spirit mm. to be able to communicate with people the way you can figure it out to do it. Right. And uh, so I guess my point of telling that story, and that's hopefully to dovetail, Sherry, with what you've been saying, is that God uses all of us in very unique ways. And he gifts us all differently. But he calls us all to be in community with each other and to love on each other. And what a, I, I'm confident that this whole uh, COVID thing is going to be a tool that we look back on, you know, years from now saying, look how the church finally figured out some things and finally did some things right. Mm-hmm. And there will be people that don't, but, you know, let's use this as an opportunity to say, okay, Lord, how can we grow and be more caring and be more compassionate uh, and use this as an incentive or a push to do that.
0: Right. So, yeah. I love that.
1: As we close, what would you share with our listeners as an encouragement to them today?
0: it just seems like maybe that it's just been the lord that has been bringing up these listening to these nudges and who uh, somebody might put on your heart and and really taking that seriously and and following through but but then on the other side of that too i would just like to encourage anyone that's listening that's just down man you're you're tired and you don't know why necessarily and You know, the list can go on. You're losing patience and losing heart. Um, I would just like to remind you that have a minute alone. And and I realize some of you, that sounds like a luxury, but I'm talking, run into the bathroom and shut the door and put your hands in the air (laughs) and just ask the Lord, fill me, restore my soul. You know, he says he <clears throat> leads us behind, uh, beside still waters, and in these lush green pastures, and he restores our soul. He's not talking about a physical place. He's using that beautiful uh, picture in our minds to, you know, David's like, "Oh, you do that to my spirit," and I think, I think some that are listening right now, and I, I say it because I experience it myself, are just so hungry and thirsty. And I would just remind you where your help really comes from. Um, It's easy to shift thinking that our help comes from external things. If this would change, if that would change, and I have deep compassion, those that, you know, your finances or all these things are so hard, but I want to encourage you to, to take a little check of your your heart your spirit your soul um and get your refreshing ask the lord to refresh you there to drink that clear cool water of the spirit and nourish your your spirit because we need it more than ever in these times and it's okay to need that and he has an unending supply for you so that would be my encouragement
1: Well, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, Sherry, but um, what can we be praying for you in these next couple of weeks? What specifically would be helpful for us to be lifting you before the Father?
0: Well, as I mentioned, doing these recordings, um, you you pour yourself out and you're hoping you're doing something that's helping somebody. (laughs) Um, You know, and I all get these moments of discouragement too, like um, it'll everything's really changed for me. And I don't know how much it's ever going to go back. And there's a part of that. Um, I've been traveling for over 20 years. And the stopping of the traveling, I mean, the dead stop of traveling. (laughs) This is the most I've been home in 20 years. I am trying to figure out this transition. How can I, I still have a heart to do ministry and how can I do that? from my home in a way that's um, fruitful. Yeah. So there's that side, but then there's the side of the attacks and the things that I, I go through for sure. Um, just to be encouraged to stay the course and to hear the Lord and, and follow, I guess that will put it pretty simple.
1: Thanks again, Sherry. I'm always grateful to the Lord for bringing people into my life to remind me of His love. And the reminder that God wants to be my comfort during these crazy times is so meaningful, and I'm very thankful for our conversation today. I'd also like to thank you for listening. If this conversation was helpful to you, would you let me know? I'd love to hear either via email on my website, christianmusicarchive.com podcast, or you can reach me through one of my social media sites. You can send me a direct message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Patreon by searching for at CCMExchange. And if you know of someone who should hear what Sherry has to say, would you share this podcast with them? People are much more likely to hear someone's story if it comes as a recommendation from their friends. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of listeners like you head on over to patreon.com slash ccm exchange to learn how you can get involved and keep this podcast going. There are a few thank you gifts there when you help us with the finances uh, and all of it is just a way to say thank you for your partnership. Again, I'd like to thank Sherry Youngward for spending time with us today. I've got another great episode queued up for next week, so be sure and check back next Wednesday to hear that. Until then, remember that God loves you, In fact, he's crazy about you.